0: Money FM 89.3, Best of the Breakfast Huddle, The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang.
1: Money FM 89.3. Good morning, it's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish, and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. Now with the Russia and Ukraine conflict having an impact on commodity prices and of course inflation on the horizon as well or actually, to be more correct, constantly looming over us, what is the second quarter expected to look like? Ryan, I understand you're taking a closer look. That's right. So in the past week, it's been
0: quite choppy. Investors reacting to various headlines not to worry about. And in the coming quarter, it's likely to be more of the same thing. So more investors asking if they should just liquidate their portfolios and maybe hold on to cash. Now let's get a bigger picture from Ho Wei Fu. He is the Chief Investment Officer for DBS Bank. Morning, Wei Fu. How are you doing today? Very well. Thank you, Ryan. Hey, Wei Fu. Glad to have you on. Now let's talk about what's happening right now with your second quarter outlook. And it seems like you are getting more clients asking what to do these days because there are just so many things to worry about what's your advice to them overall when they ask you, you know should they stay on the sidelines
1: yeah so what we are advocating is you know for clients to stay invested there are indeed uh, a lot of fear out there and many have asked whether they should just liquidate their positions and hold on to cash but really sitting on a substantial amount of cash is no antidote to a rising inflation because your purchasing power can only decrease over time mm. But really, given the heightened uncertainty from the ongoing conflict in Ukraine, the surging oil price on inflation, the Fed interest rate rises, actually the way to kind of shield ourselves and actually to also participate in the upside is really to anchor into what we call high-quality companies. Hold on to companies that demonstrate what we call wide economic moats. The likes of those with intangible assets, like uh, a strong portfolio of brands and patterns, as well as companies with uh, economies of scale. So, really stay with very strong, highly profitable, high cash
0: flow generating companies. Okay, let's take a deep dive into some of those areas you're increasing exposure in. And I'm looking at your second quarter outlook. You are upgrading China to overweight. And this is interesting because we are seeing news around how the COVID-19 lockdown is affecting many cities and the latest is Shanghai. There is a rising number of cases there. What's your take on China right now?
1: Yeah, so China indeed are facing these headwinds of a lockdown. But really, uh, the stock market has actually priced in uh, a lot of the bad news already. So actually, it has fallen. You know, If you look at the big internet companies, it has fallen some 70%, you know, peak to trust. So we think at this point in time, you know, there is the risk-reward is asymmetric in favour of the latter. And so on 16th of March, uh, the government came out to say that they would be supporting the market and i think that is you know a line on the sand that is being drawn from this uh, you know job one downtrend so as a result of that you know we think it's a good time to be upgrading china
0: okay another area you're looking at to increase exposure are the defensive investments and one of them is healthcare where do glove makers fit in this um, conversation
1: yeah, so our approach to, you know, this sector is we like healthcare a lot, but really the way to capture this growth in healthcare is through global companies. So, you know, a global healthcare fund is, is the right expression for that. And so also defensive growth is what we like, uh, so healthcare, and then, you know, because we, we also kind of employ what we call a barbell strategy, mm. you know, income on one side, uh, growth on the other. So healthcare sits nicely on the growth side, but on the income side, the other kind of defensive sector that we like is Singapore wheat, you know. But just, you know, to harness that 5% dividend yield, you know, one has to be diversified across Various segments of the Singapore reed market, be it hospitality, commercial, retail or industrial, and always have, you know, well diversified names and good names so that you can actually capture or harness that 5% yield.
0: Yeah, if we talk about this barbell approach, on one side you have the defensive stuff and on the other side you've got the growth names. So when you talk about growth names, what exactly are you talking about? Because when we look at the headlines, you've got rising interest rates to come and a bit of a rotation happening away from growth names. Are you still looking quite uh, bullish about growth names uh, or is it time to take profit on some of them?
1: Yeah, we continue to like the global technology names but one has to be careful because uh, there is what we call a bifurcation between those highly profitable cash flow generating technology companies compared to those that are yet to be profit making because the latter trades on future potential earnings and they are more susceptible to interest rate rises so really the way to construct a good you know resilient portfolio is on one hand you buy into global tech healthcare global technology funds on the other end of the portfolio mm. buying to income generating in such as Singapore REITs which you know has to be diversified. Yeah.
0: And therefore just to wrap things up, we are expecting rate hikes to come and that has been supporting the US dollar. It's now at a two-year high. So what type of pressure will this have on emerging markets? And would this be something to keep note of, to maybe be more cautious around the EM space and reduce exposure there, especially you know, things like what's happening with Sri Lanka, possibly weighing on EM um, sentiment?
1: Yeah, normally in a uh, rising US dollar kind of environment, emerging markets tend to underperform. The reason for that is because there could be a capital outflow back into the US. But we have always been saying that, you know, for your liquid uh, assets, uh, always buy the best-in-class global companies. And to some extent, that would have, uh, you know, lots of, uh, I would say, U.S. companies, best-of-class companies of the world. Yeah.
0: All right, Rin Ho Wei-fuk, He is the Chief Investment Officer for DBS Bank, helping us to break down what he expects in the second quarter. Wei folks thanks for your time and have a great weekend in advance. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM.